Hi guys, welcome to Overly Personal, episode two. Um, how are y'all doing? I hope you're having a nice week. Um, I am about to leave for Portugal tomorrow. Um, I'm leaving and I'm going to surprise my mom actually. So if she's listening to this, mom, stop right now. Please stop. Um, so basically tomorrow I'm going to like arrive and pretend like, you know, I'm not going, but I'm actually going. The situation was, I actually had flights for Portugal on the 23rd of July, but then my friends from Spain were coming to Berlin to perform. So I actually changed my flights to get to see them a little bit. But unfortunately, <laughs> someone in the orchestra got COVID. So now it's all kind of fucked because they all had to quarantine and they can't come to Berlin anymore, obviously. So, you know, I'm very sad about that. But what can you do? Life will do as it wants to do. And you just kind of have to go with it. So since that's happening, I thought, why not leave to Portugal, you know, a bit earlier, like I was kind of going to. And my mom was actually very upset at me because I changed the flights without asking her or anything. And she had like booked her vacations at her job like after, like before actually. So she booked the vacations for when I was supposed to come. But then since I wasn't coming for like two weeks, um, she was like gonna miss my entire vacation time, whatever that means. So yeah, she was a bit pissed, but tomorrow I'm gonna surprise her. Um, I have like a 6 a.m. flight, so that's gonna be really, really cool. I'm so excited to be stuffed in a flying dumpster with like babies and shit. <sighs> These fucking flights at 6 a.m., 7 a.m. are so cheap. And there is a reason for that. You know, capitalism doesn't do anything without a reason. And the flights are cheap because it's actual physical and mental torture. Like, I feel like I'm getting waterboarded while I'm on the fucking plane. Because not only am I surrounded by people, not only do I have to wear a mask, not only am I sleep deprived because, girl, you know I'm not going to like go sleep two hours and then wake up at like 5 a.m. to go to the airport. I'm just going to do like... You know, I'm going to not sleep and then sleep when I get to Portugal. So it just also fucks with my sleep schedule. It's a whole thing. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited to fly at 6 a.m. tomorrow. So cool. And, you know, I'll be, be in Portugal after that. So next podcast episode is going to be from Portugal. I'm sure that's going to bring some things up in my memory. Buried very deep within my psyche. That's going to make me want to talk about it. Um, probably childhood trauma and so on. But on that note, actually, let's talk about growing up as a queer person, specifically in Portugal. So I have always felt different. You know, I wasn't like the other girls. I was actually like the girls, to be honest. I wasn't like the other boys. Um, I was, you know, always a little bit more, let's say, fruity. <laughs> fruity is the word to use, I guess. And I literally, I have this like very specific memory of this kid in like, second grade or whatever, going up to my teacher and being like, Professor Eduardo, oh, fuck Portuguese, like being like, teacher, Antonio's playing with the girls, Antonio's never playing with the boys, whatever, and I was just like, <laughs> well, that's awkward, <laughs> what, what are we going to do about that, like, what the hell are we going to do now, and then the teacher pulls this card out, and I, I love this, honestly, because it's such like a fucking heteronormative way to like fix the situation, but like, I'm gonna tell you. The teacher was like, oh, you know what? He's the smart one. He is the one playing with the girls because, you know, he wants to get closer to them to date them. You're the ones being stupid. So, you know, I was a little, I was a little bit, you know, straight washed um, slightly. And, you know, that's what happened. <laughs> I was so relieved because honestly, I felt like, oh, alert, alert, alert. They're onto me, they're onto me. 
Um, but yeah, I have that memory. Um, and growing up in Portugal um, as a queer person, I think is not the most lovely experience. Um, it definitely depends on the area as well. But from where I'm from, it's very much like a small town mentality within a medium sized city, because it's not like it's a very small town. There's like 100,000 people. But like, it's a small town in the way that people think, I would say. It's very gossipy. Everyone's up in each other's business. It's also very Catholic. Um, it's like, if you don't go to Sunday school, like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, like, you're going to hell. Bye, bitch. Um, so, yeah, I grew up in that environment. And my parents weren't exactly the most open-minded people. I'm not trying to talk shit about my parents because they're very nice people. Um, and they're, they're tried, they've tried very hard to get accustomed to my lifestyle choice. A choice, of course, it's a choice. Um, so, you know, no shade for against them, but like, you know, I have very specific memories of like me asking for a Nintendo and my dad being like, oh, pff, a Nintendo, that's for girls. You know what I'm gonna buy you? A PSP. You're gonna get a PSP because that's for boys. That's the boy console. You can't have a Nintendo. Um, I remember one time <laughs> we were like walking in the street and then he saw this guy and he was like, oh my God, hey, whatever. And after we talked to him, he was like, oh, that's my cousin. Yeah, um, he's a faggot. Um, so yeah, that's why we don't talk a lot. But <laughs> and these things are just, you know, within me. They're always with me and I carry them. Um, I feel like I blocked out a lot of my childhood. I literally have the worst recollection of anything that happened to me before I was like 18 and even then like girl um but yeah like it was always a lot growing up queer in Portugal um the word gay was used as like an insult in general as a bad thing from a very early age like before I even knew what gay was I was already like thinking of it as a bad thing you know it was always attached with a derogatory meaning it was never something to be proud of it was never something that you would want to identify with at all um so yeah you know what what else yeah growing up queer then I got to my teens I got to my teens and I tried doing the whole you know dating girls thing that didn't really work out super well <laughs> I have the funniest story because okay I'm going to, like, give a very quick overview of this, but <laughs> what happened was <laughs> me and my best friend in uh, middle school, her name's Chica. Hi, Chica, if you're listening, shout out to you. Thank you for everything. <laughs> but basically, um, <laughs> we dated, right? We were dating. Um, we never kissed. Not once. Not once. I remember one time on her birthday party, our friends locked us in her balcony to force us to make out with each other. And we had this talk of being like, you want to know what? We can't do this. We shouldn't do this just because they're pressuring us to. You know, if you want to do it, we have to do it on our own time. And like, I obviously, obviously really want to have heterosexual intercourse with you. But like, you know, it's our choice. So we're going to do it when we're ready. We're not going to just do it because our friends are pressuring us. Um, so that was <laughs> a very big red, red flag or I'd say a very big pride flag. And um, Shika came out as queer very soon after that, I feel. <laughs> and then I came out as queer, so <laughs> I don't know what exactly happened, like what type of like universe manifestation manifestation shit like attracted us to each other to make us, you know, the two queer kids like come together and date. 
But yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure my parents thought I was going to marry Shika until I was like 18 because we were like really, really good friends. We we're like best friends. And, you know, in their mind, they were like, oh my God, they're spending so much time together. They're so cute together. And also my family, our families get together very well. They get, get on really well, I meant. And, you know, that was the whole thing. And then I just kind of have to be like, Hey, dad. Hey, mom. Actually, Chica's dating this girl. So can she come over? My parents were like, uh, what, d- g- uh, girl, girl. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. And they were like, are you joking? And I was like, no. So yeah, that was fun. That was really interesting. Very fun story. <laughs> but yeah, you know, growing up, that was not the best time for me. I had a lot of issues with myself. I was in New York City at one point because I have family there and I'd spend some summers there. Um, And I have this very vivid memory of me crying in the bathroom floor at 3 a.m. at my cousin's house and praying to God that I wasn't a fat, you know, a little queer person, a little gay. Um, So I remember that very well. And there was a lot of self-hate within that, a lot of self-harm that we're not going to discuss. Maybe I'll... Maybe I'll make an episode about that at some point, but not now. It's too early in my podcast life to be talking about that kind of very fucked up shit. But yeah, you know, it wasn't easy. I had some eating issues as well, probably to do with, you know, gaining some control back and just feeling like I had anything in my life that I was controlling. But I always felt like I couldn't be myself around anyone in my life. You know, it always felt like I was putting on a facade. I was always putting on a show. And that always, like, bothered me. And it bothers me to this day because I feel very performative a lot of times. Um, So, for me, having a sense of identity sometimes is just weird. Because I was always the person pretending to be something I was not. Um, So, when I talk to my parents about being queer it was like a very hard conversation I think I actually came out to my mom first when I was 17 I was already in Berlin I think I got drunk at a bar and I was talking to my friend I was like dude we have to do it I I am just I'm so sick of this shit also I'd gotten like my septum pierced and my parents were like pissed the fuck off um, so I was like you know I might as well just rip off the band-aid just like do it and say it so I called my mom and was like yeah I'm, I'm gay And my mom was not happy. Let me tell you, she was not happy. She was not very enthusiastic about it. She's like, choices, blah, blah, blah. You know, the whole choice thing, which, you know, we know that. We don't need to go deeper into that. But as I was saying, I always felt like I was putting on a show, especially for my family. And I still have a lot of issues today being open with them because I felt like I could never share any details of my life with them, like at all, anything. Because if I were to talk about my life, like they wanted me to, because there would be a lot of points where my parents would tell me like, why aren't you more open with us? Like, why won't you tell us anything? Because I get to the car at the end of the school day and be like, hey, my parents would be like, oh my God, hi, how was the school? How was your day? And I'd be like, good. Crickets, girl, crickets, like nothing else. That was all the information I was giving because I knew if I was to say anything else, my parents weren't going to be happy. And it's this constant game and this constant mask that you're wearing. And I actually had a very 
illuminating experience recently when I was in Sevilla in Spain. So I was there with the orchestra I was playing in um, and we were, um, my parents were coming to the, the, con the concert. So my parents were coming and I hadn't seen them since I think Christmas. So it'd been a very long time, like six months, whatever. So when I do see them, like we go to dinner in Sevilla and I'm almost kind of going back into my old self. It's this weird shift of personality. Like the moment I started being with them, it was like my personality was fading every passing second. And then after we had dinner, I was just so drained completely. And I went back to meet my friends and they were like out of the bar. And I had this like weirdest feeling in my in my stomach. Like I felt so weird. I was having like almost a mental breakdown because I did not feel like myself anymore. Like I felt so weird and so constrained and so like stuck. Um, and I like was feeling, feeling very anxious and I couldn't get over it. And I was talking to my friends like, yeah, just like having this weird situation right now. Like, and I realized that that's something that happens a lot with me. Like, whenever I'm around those people and I, I don't want to like say this and like come off like I'm not grateful because I have a very nice family and they're very lovely people, but like, it's just this like weird ass fucking time machine situation. I feel like I'm traveling back in time and I'm going back to being my 14 year old, 14 year old self or something. Um, and when I go back to Portugal at all, which I'm going back tomorrow, that's why probably this is on my mind so much this happens so much like I feel like when I'm back the fade happens so quickly I feel I feel like after the first week I'm already like a very pale boring toned down version of myself um and it really bothers me because I feel like it's my fault and it's me that I'm not like being true to myself and it's somehow like I could be myself but I'm not allowing myself to be myself oh I said myself a lot in that sentence but yeah, um, my parents aren't very into um, piercings or tattoos or anything that could signal that you're not the most basic, boring person. Oh, <laughs> no shade. No, 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 no shade. Um, so like, it was a very big battle for me to get my piercings and to get even like my years pierced, which should be like pretty common right like that shouldn't be a big deal but to my parents it was the biggest deal especially my mom like ooh, the fights the fights Ooh, the girls are fighting you know it was not good so at some point um i had to tell my mom like i don't care like i literally don't care about your opinion about this and she'd be like oh you're so selfish like why don't you care about how i feel i'm like why does your feeling about my ex self-expression matter that much like I'm not telling you what to wear I'm not telling you what to fucking like put on your fucking hair or your face like I'm not telling you anything because it's your choice it's your body it's your your own like expression like it's it's not for anyone else to have like an opinion on if they do have an opinion it shouldn't like influence who I am at all you know my mom can't grasp that concept <sighs> there were there were so many times where I was in Portugal and if we had like a family lunch or a family whatever, my mom would get into like this huge fight with me about like me putting my piercing inside my nose and like just toning everything down to a zero. 
And like one time I was going to my grandpa's place and it was literally my birthday, my, my fucking birthday. Oh, it wasn't my, gran- my grandpa's place. The fight was about my grandpa, but it wasn't like that. We were going to like this house that my family has in like the inside of Portugal. It's like in this very remote like country area. And we were going there and it was my fucking birthday. It was my birthday party. And I just come back from Berlin. I think I came back for like five days for my birthday just to be with my family a little bit. Um, and I was throwing a party just for my family. And we were on the way there in the car and my mom turned to me and she was like, can you please take off those earrings when you get there? And I was like, why? And she told me like, oh, you know, your grandpa's there and we don't want him to, you know, he's so old. We don't want him to feel like anything. I'm like, what? Uh, I was so pissed off. I was so pissed off. I was so annoyed because it's literally like I have to fucking censor myself to be around these people. And I don't, I don't want to do that, but they're constantly asking me to do that. So it's this weird thing. Like I do want to be myself, but whenever I'm myself, you're not comfortable. And I mean, for me, that's not a problem. Like, I think it's good to be uncomfortable. I think it's very important to be uncomfortable. But for my family, it's like, oh, oh no, oh no. What the hell are we going to do now? You know? So like, I had a lot of fights about that, like piercings and blah, 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 earrings. Also a lot of fights about the way I dress. My mom will literally get into like a fucking argument with me because I'm wearing a coat that she deems as a, a winter coat. But, you know, I don't deem it as a winter coat because it's just a fucking coat. Like coats don't have a season. What, what is this need to categorize everything, to put everything into a fucking box? Why can't a coat just be a coat? If I'm wearing a sickening leather fucking jacket in the summer, even if I'm like sweating my ass off, that's my prerogative. That's my decision, you know? You don't have no fucking say in that. You can tell me maybe, oh, maybe you shouldn't wear something so hot. And I'm like, oh no, but I want to wear this. And then, you know, that's the end of the conversation. It shouldn't go any further than that. Like you shouldn't get into like a huge fucking six hour fight about this kind of shit. It's ridiculous. And also... A lot of issues, there are a lot of issues with my hair because at some point when I was 13, I think, I bleached my hair (laughs) and that story, um, that wasn't the best bleach job I've ever done in my life. I'm not very proud of it, but I basically went to the supermarket and bought those like color box dyes (laughs) thinking they were going to work. But if you know anything about dyeing your hair, bleaching your hair, you know that like if you don't bleach it with actual bleach before and you try to do like a blonde box, it's just gonna make your hair look fucking orange. You're gonna look like fucking Ron Weasley, you know? So (laughs) I did that and my hair was looking (laughs) suspicious and my family was not happy. (laughs) Not happy is an understatement. They were very, very angry at me. And that's actually really funny because I was there at my place with Chica, the aforementioned gay best friend that I dated. (laughs) And she was like dyeing my hair. And my mom got home in the middle of the fucking (laughs) dyeing my hair. Oh no, I was in the shower after dyeing my hair. And my mom got home and I was like 
Shika, run, hide, hide. She's like, where do I hide? And I was like, hide in the closet. Get in the fucking closet. And she was like, seriously? And I was like, yes, bitch, you better get back in that closet. Like, you're, you never even knew you were a fucking lesbian, okay? You better get back in there. So she gets back in there, and I go talk to my mom, and I'm like, in my towel, you know, my hair is wet. My mom's like, why did you shower in the middle of the day? Because I'm always a mor- morning shower person. And I was like, oh, you know, it's just the summer, and I was feeling a little bit hot. I just wanted to cool down. My mom was like, hmm, okay. And then Sheikah, I guess, got tired of being in the closet, the oppression of it all. So she just came out. And my mom was like, hey, oh, hey, hey, you know? And she goes like, hey, how y'all doing? <laughs> and then my mom was like kind of putting the dots together. And she was like, what happened? And then I just told her like, oh, yeah, I dyed my hair. Oop. That was not <laughs> my brightest moment. My mom just freaks out. She starts yelling at me. She kind of tones it down because Shika was there. But then she like offers to drive Shika home and she drives Shika home with me. And the moment Shika's out of the car, the moment the door goes, my mom starts fucking, ye- oh no, she wasn't even yelling. She yelled before and then the moment Shika left, she refused to talk to me. She refused to even look at me. So I'm just in the car like, hey, so can we talk about this? And my mom was just like silent, you know, nothing, giving me zero energy. And, <clears throat> oh shit, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Not very ASMR of me. But um, yeah, she was very pissed. And then I got home and my dad, that was even worse that was not good my dad got really really angry at me and he was kind of telling me that he was going to take me to the barber shop and force me to shave my head um against my will and i refused and i was actually leaving for new york the next day remember the new york trip where i was like on the floor crying asking not to be gay hmm i wonder why that happened i wonder why it's a really interesting question Um, but yeah, my dad was not happy about that. And he kind of threatened my whole like summer in New York city. He was like, Oh, you're not going to New York city. You're not going, you are not going. You dye your hair. Mm -mm. I can't, I'm not having none of that faggot shit. Mm -mm. Not in, not in my house, not in my house. So that was not fun. And then another experience um, that kind of sticks out in my memory about my dad. And I'm sorry to be airing out all of our dirty laundry, but it's just like necessary so I can feel clean. So (laughs) one time I think I was in like 11th grade or whatever, and I dyed my hair black because why not? You know, it's black, like literally who the fuck cares? And... I kid you not, my parents did not even notice. They did not notice that my hair was black. Like, they didn't say anything about it. They didn't tell me. They didn't didn't notice. And then at some point, like, a week and a half later later or whatever, we're at dinner, and I'm, like, saying to my parents something. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, my hair is fading a little bit. They were like, fading? What do you mean? And I was like, you know, I bleached it. I, I bleached it. I dyed it black. My parents were like, What? what who is having that conversation and i was just like yeah didn't you notice they were like no and then my dad got into this whole fucking rant and we had like this huge fight i hate how i like i minimize things so much it's like i know in the moment the fights were so bad and it was like this whole thing but like i physically cannot like be 
allowing, I can physically cannot allow myself to feel those things. So I just kind of like tone it down. I'm like, oh yeah, that happened. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> you know, I kind of do that all the time, but it was not fun in the moment. Um, and by not fun, I mean very traumatic. So my dad got really pissed because in his head, what he told me was like, hair dye is for women. Hair dye is not for men. And I turned to my dad and I, oh, pfft, apologies. I turned to my dad and I'm like, dad, let's be fucking honest for a second. The only reason you think hair dye is for women is because you think it makes me gay. Like you're, you're only pissed. You're only pressed about me dyeing my hair because in your head, that makes me gay. That makes me faggoty. That makes me benlaid, which is faggot in Portuguese. And I was telling him like over and over again, like that's the only reason you're pissed. That's literally the only reason. And my dad literally told me, don't ever say that. Do not ever mention that again. Don't talk about that. Don't say that word. Don't say, I'm like, <laughs> and at this point I was like very much out. I mean, I'd had boyfriends and everything. Obviously not, my parents didn't know anything, but like, I was so secure within my identity, like as a queer person. And to hear my dad say like, don't even say that word in my house was fucked. It was not cool. Um, it was, yeah. And all that being said, you know, I'm just <laughs> kind of airing out all my fucking teenage years, but it was really dramatic. You know, it was really dramatic. Um, one last story about my dad was one time I went to Portugal for a gig. I was playing with an orchestra and they were paying me and everything. And I was only at my parents' place for like two days, which was when I got I got to, to Portugal and when I was leaving. So the last day I was leaving Portugal, um, I had to get a haircut. And I woke up in the morning, whatever, get down to the kitchen, eating my breakfast, no big deal. Mind you, during that time, I already had my septum pierced. But the good thing about the septum piercings is you can just like kind of shove it up your nose. And if no one is like aggressively looking up your nostrils, you're going to be fine, you know? So somehow when I was having breakfast, I guess my nose ring like showed from the side. I was like, you know, on my profile and my, my dad was like standing right there and he saw something shine inside my nose. And he was like, what the fuck is that in your nose? And I was like, what are you talking about? It's like, I saw something metallic in your nose. And that started the whole thing and very big fight. Then he drove me to the hair salon. We were fighting all the way there. And I finally get there and I go into nail, the, nail, the nail salon. Oh, fucking Lord. Stoned, the, stoned at the nail salon. That's not... Ugh. Okay. Getting back on track. I get to the hair salon and... I was talking to like the hair lady being like, this is fucked up. Because, you know, they're always, like, the LGBT supporters. They're always LGBT allies. And those women, I know I can trust with any gossip because they will keep their mouths shut. Um, will they? Probably not. But, you know, in my head. So I had that whole conversation, like, being like, what the fuck? Why is this so stupid? Like, why are my parents so pressed, so annoyed about this? And then I finally get my haircut done. And I call my dad being like, hey, bestie, I'm done. Come pick me up. And my dad tells me. Oh, you're done? Oh, you want me to come pick you up? Haha, <laughs> that's so funny. You're so hilarious. You know, you want to know what? You want to know what? Since you're so independent now and you want to get piercings and tattoos and blah, 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 then you can get your own fucking ass to the airport. You can get on the fucking train and go to the airport by yourself. Good luck. <sighs> 
the worst thing about that is my flight was like in probably like four hours and I do not live in the city where the airport is. The city where the airport is is Porto, which is one hour away by train. And then from Porto, you need to take like a 45 minute tram to get to the fucking airport. So, you know, it was not ideal because I literally ran home. I ran home from the air salon. Um, I got home. I didn't, I did not even shower. You know, I was covered in like those tiny little annoying hairs. Didn't shower, shoved shit in my fucking suitcase in like two minutes, like literally left like 50 things behind. And I ran, I ran for my fucking life to the train, to the train station. And when I tell you I got to the train station like one minute before the fucking train left, I mean it. And if I, I didn't get that train, I would miss my flights. So, you know... I'm the selfish person. I'm the selfish person for wanting to get a fucking nose ring. But my parents being so mad at me and being so within their own feelings that they don't even want to fucking take me to the airport is... <laughs> that's No, that's just being a good parent. You know, that's not being selfish. It's just them being, you know, very good parents and disciplining me. That's good, right? So that's just some examples of how <laughs> my upbringing was when it comes to queerness. And now I'm having this battle with myself somehow when it comes to just the way I express myself, um, I feel like I want to dress the way I want to dress. I want to like dress androgynous. I want to put on jewelry. I want to wear makeup. I want to like dye my hair. I want to do all these things. And I do do them like to some extent, but then it's like the moment I have to go back to Portugal, I have to get rid of everything almost, you know, it's like, if I want to dye my hair, I got to do it while I'm in Berlin, because if I do it in Portugal, my mom's going to fucking freak out, you know? Oh, another funny thing. My mom, one time I died, I, I didn't die. I painted my nails black for New Year's and she legitimately started crying. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's so fucking funny. Like, that is so funny. Like, my mom had a full nervous breakdown and was like crying at the dinner table and like it was me my sister her boyfriend my dad and my mom and she literally started crying aggressively because I painted my nails black isn't that hilarious isn't that so funny like the things that people will get upset about and worked up about is just ridiculous it's fucking like what the fuck um so yeah my mom has very specific ideas of gender and what each gender is supposed to do and look like and act like. And whenever I'm being myself, I totally feel like I'm making them uncomfortable, which is not necessarily a bad thing. But for example, I think the reason why the whole Spain situation affected me so much in the moment was because when I was in Spain, I was very much in a social bubble. You know, I was within this context of the orchestra. And when I was there, I was expressing myself like, exactly how I wanted to like if I wanted to dress one day and look fucking ridiculous and wear like 50 million things of jewelry and like dress literally insane and like wear a skirt do whatever I wanted I could do that because I was you know in a safe space and even if people were judging me I mean who the fuck cares it's fine um but then when it comes to my family it's like this thing of like oh we're supporting you you know we're giving you money like we're you know doing everything so you can live your life and then you don't even do this one thing that you ask for that we ask from you so in my parents head me being queer and me like expressing myself the way I want to express myself it's like me teasing them it's me like 
trying to make them mad. Like the whole reason I do it in their head is to make them pissed off. And I don't quite think they've realized yet that like I'm my own person with my own ideas and my own thoughts. And like, I don't do things to piss other people off. And I've told my mom this. I've been like, um, I'm not doing this to, to annoy you. I'm doing this because it's the way I feel like myself. If I'm wearing earrings that day, it's because those earrings make me feel more like myself than when I'm not wearing them, you know? But in their head, it just doesn't compute. It just doesn't work in their head at all. And it's super fucking irritating because I want to be myself. I want to be able to be myself like they're always asking me to. But then every time I am, they're just shutting me down. Like they're shutting me the fuck down and they make me feel like I'm a social pariah. And they make me feel like, like I'm not supposed to be like this. Like I'm just being dramatic. I'm just putting on a show. I'm just doing things. Whereas the reality is me putting on a show was me being the way I was before. Like me being basic me being like dressing like a fucking basic ass white boy who goes to fucking church every sunday that was me cosplaying you know it wasn't real it was just me trying to fit into someone some somebody else's ideal of me and i really am trying hard to push past it but it's so fucking hard like it's so hard because like I really, I really want to be myself. I, I really want no one to care. I mean, not only is this about my parents, but it's also about my school and about me being a classical musician and like all these expectations that people have of me. Like, I feel so constrained by everything and by everyone. Like, I feel almost claustrophobic because I really want to do all these things, but nobody thinks that's a good idea about myself or like anybody that is in my life professionally or like in my life in family is telling me not to do these things and I'm, I'm doing them anyway and then they feel like that's me teasing them when I'm just trying to fucking do what I want to do like and not in a selfish way Ugh, I'm rambling at this point but it's just such an annoying topic like it's so fucking like <sighs> nerve-wracking <sighs> so yeah what else can I say I feel like if my parents really want to connect with me and get to know me on a personal level, they're going to have to be willing to let me be myself. And that's not just me wearing what I want to wear and like dressing the way I want, dressing the way I want to dress, but it's also me talking about things in my life without feeling like if I talk about something, they're going to like completely de deviate from the subject in three seconds. Because every time I try to speak about anything, like for example, before I left for Spain, I was seeing this guy and I told my parents like, oh yeah, I'm going on a date. And my mom was like, a date? What is that? I was like, you know a date? I'm going on a date with a guy. And she was like, what do you mean a date? And I was like, I'm going on a date with a guy. And my mom was playing fucking dumb. She, was, she would not allow herself to compute the fact that I, Antonio, was going on a date with another man. For her, that's just not a possibility. So I was like, yeah, I'm going on a date. It's really nice, gonna be in a museum. And she just would not respond. And then after me saying the same thing like 10 times, she just changed the subject. She just changed the fucking subject. And I was very fucking annoyed. And I try my best to look past it, but it feels like anytime I wanna talk about my friends or talk about my love life or talk about anything meaningful in my life, I can't because my parents are just gonna deviate the subject. They're not gonna give me any advice. They're not gonna like help me. They're not gonna like 
it, it just feels so isolating to know that like they're never going to get to know me to that level unless they really change their attitudes and I'm not going to let them get to know me because I know if I did they would just start a fight you know I don't want to fight them I feel like they think I want to fight them but I don't want to fight them all the time I just want to be myself and not have to like worry if people are going to want to like kick me out from their house or like not give me money because that was like a very real concern for me like before coming out like I felt like if I told them and if I was honest they would just cut me off and that's fucking scary man it's terrifying so now me going back to Portugal is going to be an interesting experiment because I'm going to try as much as I can to stick true to who I am <clears throat> And not let their bullshit affect my own perception of, you know, the way I want to be. But I already know it's going to be a fucking challenge. I already know it's going to be really hard. And as much as I like to think that I, I'm going to get there and not feel depressed. And not feel like I'm back to being that little depressed, angsty, emo, Tumblr, 13-year-old gay boy. Um... I know it always happens because it does every fucking time I go back. I just go there and then I bury myself in my phone. I bury myself in my phone. I bury, my, I bury myself in TV shows. I will fucking watch every show on Netflix before I have to speak to my parents. Like if I have to binge watch every single piece of media that exists on the universe, I will do that. You know, I will just to avoid, you know, feeling uncomfortable or like not even that, just like constantly fucking fighting with my parents you know it's infuriating infuri infuri oh my god i'm so pissed off i can't even say infuriating oh i'm sorry <laughs> i knocked over my tripod um if you heard that that was me trying to save my phone from falling into the fucking ground so yeah um if my parents are listening to this i'm sorry like i'm sorry if you know you feel like me being myself is wrong or not <laughs> something that you think is allowed or like should be allowed but I can't fucking keep leaving I can't fucking live this lie just because you want me to you know I, I can do a lot of things just by, by my parents asking like I would do a lot of things for my parents but I refuse to tone down my own fucking essence and my soul just so they don't feel weird or just so they don't don't fucking fight with me Ugh. i think I've, I've i've said everything i have to say um i'm just getting really pissed off at this point and it's not good i, I don't want to like come off as like ungrateful because you know with all these things being said and all these stories and all this bullshit my parents are still like very nice people and they've tried really hard to get used to this and I've definitely noticed a change in the past few years it's not been maybe as big as I would like but it's been significant so you know I'm proud of them for that and I totally like fucking standing on standing ovation for to them for that you know like it's not easy changing your mind about these very basic things but literally when my my dad literally last summer told me that he knew more about what being a gay person is than I do because he had a fucking gay uncle. It just boils my blood. 
It makes my fucking blood boil. And I mean, literally, he told me that. He told me, I know more about being gay than you because I have a gay uncle. Like, the lack of any type of awareness that someone needs to say that is just beyond me. And when I, whenever I think about that, and when my dad say that, said that, I was very, very pissed. Like, I was literally yelling at him. Like, I was, I think I told him, like, what the fuck are you saying? Like, what the fuck are, do you, can you listen to yourself for a second? Like, I was so beyond myself, but my mom still stood by his side. Like, it's like, my dad was saying the most ridiculous shit. Like, ridiculous and my mom was still being like, don't talk to your father like that. Don't talk to your father like that. Blah, 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 blah. When your dad says something so disrespectful to you, like something that has been so fucked up in my life as like growing up gay and like all this shit I've had to deal with and all the self-hate I've had to get over only to get told by my dad that he knows more about a gay experience than I do. I I just can't wrap my mind around that and you know I hope my parents get to that point some at some at some to that point at some point whatever I hope they can get there but if not you know I'm just going to try to keep living my life and stop letting their bullshit poison my brain that's really what it is I just can't live my life for other people and I I got to start living for myself um because no one else going to so I just got to do it so yeah guys um thank you so much for listening this episode was fucking a lot and i'm sorry if i'm like trauma dumping all over you right now but like i just needed to get these things off my chest um because i've been thinking a lot about that lately so yeah um thank you so much for listening and i'll catch you next week every fucking sunday what's that meme sophie being like oh my god it's a Sunday. What's I? Oh my God. I'm having the biggest like meme amnesia right now. It's a Sunday. Oh no. It's fuck. It's a Sunday. That's the one. I'm sorry. My brain is too overwhelmed with emotions to even like come up with memes. So that's really sad. But yeah. Anyway, guys, um, have a lovely week and I will see you next time in Portugal. Um, bye.